Hello, and welcome to Spotlight COD, the podcast where we sit down with aspiring artists and performers from our star-studded college community and shine a light on their sleigh. I'm Mateus Garone. Joining us this week is a very special guest. She's a model, an actor, a dancer, a community organizer, a rebel, and most importantly, she's bad. Please welcome Jessica Renee Love Collins. Welcome, Queen. Hi, welcome. I'm saying welcome, but it's your show. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, you are everywhere. You do everything. Yours is the name on everyone's lips. Um, you are quite literally fresh off the runway as we speak. <laughs> so I really appreciate you making the time. Well, to thank come here you today. so much for having me. Um, so, if possible, I know you do a lot, but why don't you try to summarize briefly who you are and what you do? Well, my name is Jessica. As you guys know, I go by Jess most of the time. A lot of the things that I do, I sing. I've been singing since I was a kid. I play seven instruments, clarinet, violin, piano, trumpet, guitar. I lied. (laughs) I lied with the guitar. That was just instruments were popping in my head. Wrong one. (laughs) Violin. (laughs) Wrong string instrument. (laughs) No one will know. No one will know. All right. Uh, (laughs) I play trumpet, flute. I play a serious amount of classical instruments. I've mm. been in band since like second grade. I started with the recorder, you know, the Christmas performances. Um, and then I got more into acting, cheerleading in second grade. I just like doing everything. I don't like sticking in one box. I skate. <laughs> I do everything. <laughs> so where do you think your passion for performance comes from? Well, I can say like where different types of performances came from. It Mm. wasn't like just one thing. It was like where I knew what I wanted to do different things. Like with cheerleading, it was bring it on. (laughs) (laughs) So like seeing bring it on as a kid, I was like, oh, yay. And now being a Buddha bullying ambassador for the nonprofit I Mm. work for. Literally, I get to work with the cheerleader of Bring It On. So oh my god! I'm like, yeah, Cassie Cerbero. Oh my god! She's in Sharknado and a bunch of things. So she's our ve- vice president of Buddha Bowling. So she's in charge of all of that. And so when I met her, I was fangirling hard. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh my god! But now it's like she's cool and everything. She's a really great energy. So it was like being able to like complete my childhood a little bit by seeing her. Um, so that's what cheerleading, what dance, step up stomp the yard you already know (laughs) so like those movies um acting it was like more rom-coms and everything and because like cheerleading already sparked my interest and dance i was like i want to be on the screen i want to do all of this like i was seeing people do stuff and i was like yeah i want to be a part of that so i like stepped in by being rosa parks in my elementary production it was like we did like a little rosa parks thing and so that was like my first acting experience and then other than that it's just been really fun yeah i do a lot so this is interesting how does your family factor into all this like what do they think about this and do they do they push you to do this so my main supporters are my grandma and my aunt so my grandma she's took care of me most of my life um i've been through some stuff so i had to live with my grandma for quite some time so she is my number one supporter um she is actually like an actress too technically Mm. but um thing is with her show it got canceled before it aired Mm. so 
Yeah. So she's like living it out through you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I, That's cute. But yeah, she's one of the best singers I know too. Like her gospel singing is amazing, mm. even though she's like not religious. But mm. <laughs> she could sing the heck out of a song. Um, but she, she was my biggest rock growing up because she was always like, yeah, you can do it. Yeah, I can do this. And then my aunt as well, she's like they just gave me a childhood that I really could just have that tools to like do something. And then my grandma and my grandpa are separated. So I'd say my grandpa, I'm sorry if you hear this, <laughs> you kind of were my negative in growing up because shout out, shout out, but he's a lawyer. So he like works in Homeland Security and he's a lawyer. So he's just like thinking of the facts so he's like yeah you're never gonna make it you're never gonna do this this is impossible so he was always that negative factor but i know he was doing it out of love and everything but i'm like i know what i'm doing <laughs> yeah but yeah he was my he like was like hey you gotta like have a backup he wanted me to do law and then it was just the rest of my family including him because of my mom's previous mess ups in life they basically put all that pressure on me to Mm. succeed go to university become a lawyer or a doctor so they wanted me to do that field but i genuinely didn't love it like i thought for a second i could be a lawyer because i love debate debating that's my thing but I don't like paperwork. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't know about that one. So I love the I, I love this though, that it was like he was pushing you to be a lawyer and this is kind of like your f- you look at everything else I can do. Yeah. Yeah. So I we can cuss on here? I can bleep. Um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you're just gonna have bleep bleep bleep. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he like he he means all love, but like yeah. yeah. But he's also like really religious, so he was the last person in my entire family to find out I was gay. Wow! So that was an experience. My grandma, of course, was the first. Um, I've known since like second grade. Yeah. But um, yeah, and it was like all of those negatives that I was hearing, I like grabbed it, and I was like, "No, this is gonna make me do that." So I listened to whatever he said. I couldn't do like. I can't be an actress because it's like a small field. Nobody's going to want somebody that can just do that. So I talked to my teacher and they're like, well, they're more likely to hire somebody that can know different things. Right. So me being a person that doesn't like being in one box, I was like, okay, so sing, dance, cheer. If I can do everything, therefore I look like the best person that somebody can pick up. It's so impressive with everything you do, but I am curious, how do you keep from burning out? I mean, technically, I have burned out in high school because it was like all of that pressure of everyone wanting me to go to Ivy Leagues. I I got into Penn State. I got into like, yeah, I got into good schools, like really good schools. But yo estoy poor. (laughs) So I couldn't afford them, even though like I had like half scholarships on them. But I was just like, it's not enough. Yeah, it's not. And so I just was like, okay, community is the best way to go because it's free for the years that I'm attending and then I can transfer and the tuition for university is half off. And therefore, in my reasoning, if I got in the first time, I can get in the next time. <laughs> no, and, and, it, and it is the thing that people don't realize that it actually doesn't like compromise your chances of future success to mm-hmm. take these two years. If, if anything, you're just doing the same credit, the same GE credits you would be doing there, you know, yeah. but for, for no money. Exactly. Basically, so. And now I got money in my pocket instead yeah. of 
not having money in my pocket. I think it's actually a really smart move. Yeah, thank you. I don't know. My my old theater teacher says I go to College of the Desperate, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, she was mad. <laughs> well, and it's like, I've talked to a lot of people on the show where it's like, you get down to this question where it's like, well, why are you here? Like, you're so talented. Why are you here? But it's like, these are the people that make this community. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, these are this is how we get better. Yeah, I mean... Unfortunately, the reason I did stay behind was for my ex. Um, <gasps> oh, Jessica. Jessica. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me and him were like in a long-term relationship. We were living together, doing all of that at a young age. And we broke up in April. So I'm it's, sorry. It's okay. I've, I've gotten over it. I've just focused on like the stuff I love. Now I'm okay. Like, me and him are on good terms. That's, that's good. It wasn't at first, but <laughs> now yeah. we are. But it's just, I stayed behind to, like, be with him. And then I had my Buddha bullying, so I didn't want to leave just yet when I was just starting out. And so I was like, okay, let me weigh the options. Like, I can go to college, be around a bunch of people I don't know, and then, like, have to pay a ton of money that I don't have. And so it was like that, or I can stay behind be with the people I love and like still work on me and like community stuff that I was already working on. And here's the thing, like, like I went to a university straight out of high school. Mm-hmm. It was the worst thing I could have done financially and for my mental health. Um, you're just, it's like you said, you're so isolated. You don't have that sort of community support. Um, so I'm a big advocate of like community college and like mm-hmm. having that sort of like home support for as long as possible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to get into some of your activism work because yeah. I know that that's a big part of who you are and what you do. Um, you're the women's ambassador to Boo to Bullying. Um, so tell me about that. What is Boo to Bullying and what do you do? So Boo to Bullying is a nonprofit organization. We go around different schools, K through 12 and community events as well. And we talk about the importance of eradicating bullying eradication like having bullying no more and everything Mm. we have ambassadors who used to be bullies we have ambassadors who were bullied the reason why we have ambassadors who used who were bullies is because a lot of people don't know the bully's perspective Mm. on what they did what they did and of course those people do feel bad about what they did that's so interesting actually yeah and so we like give people both sides yeah but me being the bullied Mm -hmm. i i took that and then i was just like you know what i love doing this and it was amazing it's it was it is an amazing organization to work for i've been with them since 2020 and i don't know i we just go around i did an outreach with nairobi africa um on the zoom and then next year we're actually going to africa so me being an ambassador that's being there for so long, my boss was like, my CEO hit me up and he's like, I need you to get your passport like as soon as possible. And I'm like, Dude, oh, that's so cool. Free out of country trip. <laughs> I'm like, yay. Um, we, yeah, but we basically talk about the experiences we've been through. Um, I also open my social media to any kids that are going through anything so they can reach out and text me. Like, I've talked to a couple kids for a couple years now, and, like, I'm checking on them, seeing how they're doing, and then we also, like, talk about how we, what tools we use to get through our bullying. Like, for me, it was actually performing arts and everything, so that helped me a lot, 
um like focusing on what i love and then we talk about like what we did how to avoid it Mm -hmm. and so it's just giving kids the tools they need because it's not a really talked about subject people just think conflict is bullying most of the time when like it's not i think there's also this perception that bullying is like dying out that was like a 90s thing no it's definitely not like it still happens nowadays like and it's getting more complicated right because of social media it like it's becoming something else yeah so we have physical bullying emotional bullying and cyber bullying Mm. so physical bullying is the constant hitting on the kid like constantly so in order for it to be bullying it's not a one and done thing like that's just picking on someone like for the one time But bullying is when you're constantly picking on that one person repetitively and you're not stopping in general. So there's that regular like emotional bullying. Say if that person knows stuff about your home life. Mm. Um, I went through basically emotional like I went through all three. So like, for example, with me, with emotional bullying, people knew about my home life with my mother and everything. And so they'd make fun of me for being in a domestic violence situation as a kid. Wow. And they'd, like, make fun of, like, different things that I had going on at home. And I don't know how they found that out. But kids are kids are rude. But I only told one person. So I, I kind of know how I f- they found that out. But that was, like, in second grade. Wow. Yeah. So it, it starts at kids a really wor- long, young the age. The younger, the worse, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Kids scare me. <laughs> I know. Especially Same. fourth graders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell you Do we have I'll a story you, yeah i have a story to tell you after because okay. i can't really say it on it <laughs> okay okay i'm excited <laughs> there's a reason why i said especially fourth graders <laughs> but um yeah which we call it is just that there's that kind of bullying physical bullying constantly beating somebody up for any reason at all whatsoever because i was a kid that didn't like staying in one box i also participated in flag football in elementary Mm. and cheerleading and basketball so i did all of that and people were like oh you're acting like a boy Mm. and i was a tomboy so people were like mad that i was acting like a boy and i wasn't doing girl stuff and i'm like but i'm on cheerleading so that's a girl thing but no and then I had, like, my two friends. Well, if you guys are ever hearing this, hopefully, like, even though you're not from out here, Brianna Corona and Martin Carrillo, you two, like, were my rocks back then in elementary school. Like, love you guys. Like, I always think about you guys. Um, they, like, I'd come in with my 3DS, my DS that my grandpa bought me, and me and Martin would just be playing games all day. And it's like they were the only two people that really had my back. And then I moved. So, like, we try keeping in contact. But, you know, like, parents can only keep contact for so long sometimes. Um, But, yeah, there was them. They were, like, my rocks back then. And my worst physical bullying experience was when I got locked in a bathroom. (gasps) So I talked to this about, like, a lot with with the kids, with the high schoolers. Because it only happened in third grade. Like, third graders are like really rude and so like i like to tell them like it's not an age thing because i was really young so yeah i got locked into the boys bathroom and you know how back then the doors would like lock when they closed so they had to have the like the doors wide open yeah i was in one of the bathrooms that nobody uses basically so the kids like picked me up and they threw me in the boys bathroom and then they closed the door urine on the floor like smelled horrible thankfully i had my ds (laughs) if you guys don't know what a ds is you're too you're too young for this (laughs) um but 
Yeah, I don't want to make you cry. I'm so no, sorry. No, 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 no. It's, <laughs> it's just, it just sucks because you're someone who, like, you have such a fire and such a passion. And the fact that people use that against you is really sad, I think. Yeah. And not only that, I was the only black kid in my school. That'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, oh, look at this inward, like, thinking she's everything. And the thing is, I grew up in ghettos, too. So it's because I moved around constantly. But I like I choose to speak in a proper tone because I realize like when I talk like how I talk, people are more willing to give me a job versus mm. like, hey, what's up? My name's Jessica. Like people are going to be like, oh, she's not hireable. And I've learned that like my mom even told me that. That's why she named me Jessica instead of Tyranesca. Like my dad wanted my name to be Tyranesca because all of my sisters are Thai names or well, almost all my sisters now um so i'm just jessica and my mom wanted to like have me able to get that job because back then it was like okay they're gonna see that this is a tyranesca on paper so they're like okay this is an african-american woman and i don't want to like work for her because back then it was like really racist with jobs and everything and not only that i'm i'm not just a woman i'm black so it's just nobody wants a black person nor a woman, and that's a double homicide right there. And <laughs> bang, bang. Bang, bang. So. I think it's amazing that you're in this place where you've taken all this trauma, you've taken all these negative experiences, and not only have you used it to sort of make yourself better, but now you're sort of like spreading that to the world and like what you've learned about self-love. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's really powerful and really beautiful. I mean, what helped with my self-love I'm about to expose myself a little bit, guys. Um, but it was working at a nude resort. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. So I work at a nude resort as well. I have like four jobs. <laughs> so yeah, um, that's one of the jobs where like I do have to be nude. Um, but oh, the employees too. Oh mm -hmm. damn. I mean, unless it's like cold. Like, there's also robe options, or we could just wear yeah, a shirt. Yeah, yeah. There's other options, but it's preferably nude. Is it considered lame to like wear the robe? Yeah, yeah. I figured. Uh, but yeah, I don't know people. But the thing is, um, people really look at nudists and like swingers, like those people, really badly. I realized, mm. and that was like an unintentional bias that I had a little bit. And they're like, oh no, those are weird people and all of that. But Working in that place, I've, like, I've got to love my body more because mm. I've had to show it. Like, you never get to be in a scenario where you're completely nude and you have to be around a bunch of people nude. So, like, my first day on the job, I was nude and everything, and I was like, okay, I can do this. And then a minute I walked outside, was a bunch of guests, and they're like, oh, my God, you're so beautiful you're so gorgeous and the constant compliments i get at work as well it was just like i didn't like my body at first i didn't like how i looked and working there has helped a lot and so it's like okay i i'm i can once you can feel pretty naked i feel like you can feel pretty. yeah that's the ultimate yeah, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah there it's it's amazing working there i love it um so yeah that's like what helped with my confidence a lot and then i also just don't like rude people so like i take it like if they'd be like oh go do this blah 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 like go suck and i'm like okay i will happily <laughs> like 
period. Like, oh, well. And then they're like, oh. So, like, I usually just combat it with stupidity. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then it just, like, kills their whole vibe. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, like, I I don't know. I've It's took a lot because I used to be a person that whenever anyone had a problem, I care deeply. Like, if anyone didn't like me, I'd want to do everything I could to fix it. Like, because I want to be a likable person. I like being a good personality to be around. So it was just like, like, I wanted to be your friend. Like, don't hate me. Like, I'm being nice to you. But then I realized that some people are just really bad people. And, like, there's people who just want to take the rest of their day out on other people. And ain't nobody going to break my stride. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So it was just a lot of that. So it took a lot, but I'm working on it. Well, we are just about ready to take our first break. And when we come back, more Jessica. You don't want to miss it. Here at Spotlight COD, we believe the world is crawling with talent. So for this next segment, Jess and I hit the mean streets of Palm Desert to suss out some star power right here in our own backyard. Let's go! What about them with the tail? Ooh, that's interesting. Excuse me, hi, we're with Spotlight COD and we were wondering if we could have a minute of your time? Well, certainly! I love your tail, by the way, and you have really pretty hair. <laughs> Thank you, so do you! Oh, thank you. Do you have any special talents you could share with our listeners? Well, my mother says I have a golden throat. Okay. <clears throat> you ain't never seen a group like this. We move our hips to sing a while. <laughs> Good morning, sir. We're with Spotlight COD, and we were wondering if you had any special talents you could do for us. I can stick your whole fist in my mouth. My fist? <laughs> oh, what the f***? <laughs> No, no, that's messed up, bro. That's not right. Get out of here, you maniac. Okay, one last one. Hello? Oh, hi. Hi, we're with Spotlight COD, and we were wondering if you had any special talents you could do for us. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just anything, anything you can think of. Bam, bam, bam. Wait, is this for the radio? Yeah. Oh, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not comfortable. Are you sure? Just anything, anything, anything. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, my goodness. Well, um, truth be told, I'm I'm very overwhelmed by all of this. I don't I don't I don't know exactly what to say. Is she doing a bit? I don't think she's doing a bit. I think she's doing a bit. Look at her. Look at her face. Oh, she's good. Say something else. Do more cringe comedy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye now. <laughs> For those of you just joining us, you're listening to Spotlight COD, the show where we sit down with aspiring artists and performers from our star-studded college community and shine a light on their sleigh. Today we're with Jessica, multi-hyphen, multi... Instagram model, actor, actress, social media extraordinaire. <laughs> Esquire. Jack of all trades. Jack of all trades, there you go. So tell me a little bit about all your creative endeavors here at the school and what you've gotten out of it. Um, So I've been here at the radio station. I had to take mm. broadcasting. So I've learned radio because I also wanted to learn that. 
as another little talent to have under my belt because I want to do podcasting soon. That was one of my classes. I'm a theater arts major currently. Um, I'm auditioning for Guys and Dolls, so fingers crossed. I could be a hot box girl, hopefully, because I don't want to lead because those high notes are not it. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm auditioning for the musical in the spring. I'm also a pride student leader. So um, I'm pretty sure you know about our pride student center um, on campus. So we have our pride student center. It's located in the South Annex building. You'll see it when you see the rainbows. Then you'll know you're there. And I'm a pride student leader this semester. So... It, I I wanted to do it, but the thing is, last semester, like, because I was in radio, I couldn't make it th- to the meetings. Mm. But, like, this semester, I was like, I want to do it, but I don't think I'm going to make it. And then my friends were like, just do it. And if you don't, you tried. So I'm like, okay, because I like being a leader. I'm gay. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, let's do it. And I got to plan Pride this year. Mm. So every year we have a pride parade in downtown Palm Springs. We have multiple prides throughout the valley all year. Um, But Palm Springs Pride is our biggest pride for the valley. So we came, we ate, we conquered. We actually choreographed, I choreographed a dance. Yeah, own it. (laughs) Yeah, I did. (laughs) So yeah, me being wanting to be a choreographer too, like that was another challenge for me because I've never actually had the opportunity to choreograph a whole routine for like a team and I was just like, oh, this is like my actual chance to like choreograph because most of the choreography I've done was either for myself or for a duet or for a trio. So it's like now I get to like branch out. And the only other time I did choreograph for a team was in high school. And that didn't really end well because the principal got mad that we had a dance team and then canceled us. Um, Typical. Shout out Hendra Palm Springs High School. I'm still salty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but no Hendra's a good principal it's just me and him only had beef for that because yeah. <laughs> why shut me down um that was mainly because um palm springs high school's dance team oh wait i'm not in high school anymore i can talk <laughs> i can talk mess um so basically little tea time they really only let in the people who were in illusionist <gasps> they only let in the people who were in ck dance like the dance things mm. And siblings. Wow. If you weren't in any of those things, your chances were like 5% of getting into that dance. <sighs> yeah. So it was not about talent whatsoever. No. Palm Springs, if you don't know this, people do not want to audition for you because you guys are biased. But for like the regular kids who just wanted to dance, have fun and everything, because dance class was not it. Um, I created a club and everything. I went through the whole thing, got an advice. I got two advisors. And so we did it through the school. We got it approved through like the whole ASB. Like they approved the club and they're like, okay, you guys are good to go. We've been practicing for like four weeks and then club rush comes. Right. And so here we are with our nice little booth next to everyone. Hendra comes by and he's like, what is this? And I'm like, I'm looking confused as heck. Because I did all the paperwork, and I'm like, um, a dance team? And he's like, um, you have to pack it up. I don't know anything about this. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I went through the complete process. So, yeah, we got our dance team canceled on the spot. <sighs> I was so mad, bro. <laughs> See, this is, this is the thing about you that I'm learning, is that you you encounter so many roadblocks 
but that's because you like go out and try things Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so you get shut down a lot but that's just like a natural consequence of just like putting yourself out there so much i am the rebel that rebel that girl i'm just kidding For those of you just joining us, you're listening to Spotlight COD, the show where we sit down with aspiring artists and performers from our star-studded college community and shine a light on their ra ra ra. <laughs> I'm joined today by Jesse Renee Love Collins, multi-hyphenated, multi-everything, and we are about to play a little game. Jesse, are you ready? Yes. So this is 16 questions. I'm going to be asking you 16 rapid fire questions in the style of an obnoxious celebrity interview, and you will respond to the best of your ability. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Cue the music. (laughs) What is FNAF and why should I care? How dare you? (laughs) Five Nights at Freddy's. And you should care because it's amazing, one. I mean, unless you're, like, squeamish and everything, then I wouldn't recommend it. I mean, the movie isn't scary. Do you want me to explain the lore, or...? No. Question two. Who's your ride or die if you had to pick just one? You're gonna have people mad at me, bro. Uh, Just one. Just one. All right, Natalie Rose Jenkins Morrell. Question three, which character from Glee do you most identify with? Not Rachel. (laughs) I will take Rachel slander any day. Um, Santana. Yeah. I feel like I'm a little of Santana mixed with Britney mixed with Mercedes. What keeps you up at night? I usually just be thinking about a lot. Try not to think about my ex. I don't know. It was a really long-term relationship, so... That makes sense. It, it, it hurt a lot. So that keeps me up a little bit. Um, just, like, whether or not I'm going to make it sometimes because those negativity... Like, the negatives in my head sometimes replay. So I'll just be contemplating life low-key. <laughs> so. Head, shoulders, knees, or toes? Head. What's your guilty pleasure? Last question. <laughs> 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 is what's your guilty guilty pleasure? Uh, my guilty pleasure is um, miraculous ladybug. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Kids TV show. Oh my god, I love that! <laughs> I love Bluey. Bluey? I haven't seen that. I've I all I've known is that Bluey was a girl, and ever since I seen that character, I thought it was a boy, and so I was like, <sighs> okay. But yeah, my guilty pleasure is miraculous ladybug. How comfortable are you with nudity? 100%. Like, I... Now, because I worked at my job, I want to go to a nude beach. I've already been nude constantly at work. So, it's just like... And, like, I actually got some of my friends to be nudist a little bit. If you woke up in Taylor Swift's body one morning, what's the first thing you would do? Date Bruno Mars so I can get good music. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Because I've been saying this for a while. I said Taylor Swift and Bruno Mars need to date so Bruno Mars can make good music again. No, yeah, that would be Because like, she would break his heart and he'd go back to yeah. like writing all that sound music <laughs> and then she'd just write a, uh, a good album about him. How do you feel about lesbians in zoot suits? 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> what is Joe Biden's sexiest feature? His forehead. <laughs> It's so you like those wrinkles. That. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Pay my bills, Joe Biden. <laughs> Do you think rules are meant to be broken? Yes. Well, yes and no. Like, of course, there are rules there for a certain reason, but dumb rules are dumb rules because there are certain rules where you're like, okay, why does this work in a place? And why do we have this? And rules are like changeable. So it just depends on what it is. Would you punch me in the nose for $2,000? Yes. <gasps> Just two thousand? Wow. I'm two thousand dollars richer. Wow. But okay, hold on, 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 hold on. You wouldn't? <laughs> no, not for two thousand dollars. Not maybe, for two thousand. Maybe for like ten thousand. Ten? Nah, I wouldn't punch you hard though. <laughs> No, like you, if you, it was a million dollars, like, you'd have to like break my nose. Oh, then for no. For two thousand dollars? No. No. But if it was a million dollars, yeah. 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 I, I'd expect well, you everyone, to punch me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. And I'll give you money after too. Okay. Well, little, that that, little, that helps. Yeah. That helps, I guess. Where would you go if you could travel anywhere? Dominican Republic. Have you ever been? No. But it's your in, homeland. Yeah. Um, I don't have a passport. <laughs> so, but it's one of the things I want to do. I want to go out there, go to Santo Domingo, go to Punta Cana. I want to do all of that. Like, see, I want to have that culture shock where, like, mm. when people, like, who can go to Mexico, like, 24-7 and visit their family and everything. I mean, me personally, my family is dead out there. But, like, most of my family, like, my family's in the U.S. now. So, like, it's just, I want to go out there, like, learn about my culture, like, see it. Even though, like, it, like there's a lot of, like, shitty things that happened out there and stuff like but i want to learn like more i want to see what it's like i want to be safe of course because it's still dangerous out there um but it's just i want to know where i come from you know yeah no i think that's really important what's the best compliment someone could give you my favorite compliment is when it has to deal with like me being like something that i worked hard on mm. so like I don't like I like feature compliments because I rarely do get them like it's rare that people are like oh my god you look really pretty oh my god you're so cute and so that like I'm not used to those kind of compliments so when people like compliment me it's different but like when people are like oh my god you're talented and they're like complimenting me on stuff that I like took a long time to work hard on and perfect it's like I love those because it's like I did hard work from it and somebody seeing it and like appreciating it, you know? In question 16, last question. Yes. Would you rather squash a baby bird inside a burlap sack just once or have to say mahalo every time a waiter brings you food for the rest of your life? Bye birdie. Ah! See, I agree with you. Everyone says mahalo. I agree with you. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, that's redundant. Um, that's just one bird. That sounds like a f- quick meal right there. <laughs> You're my favorite person. Okay, that was 16 questions. Do you feel famous yet? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I got the fan. <laughs> so I have one last question for you. Okay. And this is how I, I fixed it. This is how I end every episode. No. Is with a discussion about success. So obviously we're in a field where, you know, success is few and far between. And I'm just curious to hear from you, even if you never, quote unquote, make it 
in the mm. way that you were picturing. How do you still define success, artistic success for yourself? What does a life well-lived look like, even if you don't make it? Um, either way, I'm still going to have my business. Like, if I become rich and famous, that means I can just afford it faster. But, like, that's what I'm studying for, to do that mainly. Um, so it's just, if I don't, I just, I just want to be a teacher, like, a dance teacher. Like, I really do. Like, and I love singing. I love acting and stuff. So, like, there's community theaters. So I'd, like, I'd still do that, too. And not only that, like, I'd have my kids, like, when I have kids eventually, like, I'd have them enrolled in stuff because I want the, like, I want to have enough money to give my kids the experiences I didn't get to have growing up. And, like, I want to take them out to, like, amusement parks. I want, I never been to the zoo. So, like, I want them to do all of those things. And, like, success is happiness, really, in my opinion. Like, you have all these big dreams, but you also have a lot of, like, really small, specific dreams. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, it's, I, it's growing up, I had, like, I didn't get the best cards parent rise yeah and it's made a lot of like people who've had that cards be like i don't want kids Mm. or they end up falling into the same like generational curse that they have but like my grandma tells me all the time that i'm gonna break my generational curse i have not been pregnant once so in my family i am on the pregnancy year right now wow so i am the first of the first of the first of the first of the first right (sighs) yeah so that we're all girls we all got pregnant at 20 and had a baby at 21 so my grandma she had my mom after her 21st birthday like a month after because my mom's birthday is in january um my mom had me during her um 21st birthday my birthday's in march and so she was like late in it and my mom found out about me last minute my grandma like my great grandma same way so it's just all of us get pregnant at our 20s and i'm not 21 for another four months so i have to break that pregnancy curse i got i got a year and a half to break it but i think you've already broken yeah so many curses but it's just um as i was saying though um with generational curses and stuff i like i don't i want my my kids to be happy like we have we have a thing in my family where like i don't like my mom like me and my mom we don't we just butt heads but and my mom doesn't like my grandma and my grandma doesn't like her mom mm. but i love my grandma my mom loves her grandma mm. so it's like i want to I, I don't want it to come down to when i have kids they don't love me because of the mess ups i made in life and everything i want my kids to see that like we can be successful like in like you don't need money to do everything you can just be happy and love them like i want to have family events with my kids like i want to like do weekly bike rides like i fantasize about this like i want to do like little bike rides with my kids like work out with my kids like if they want to do sports i'm not going to force sports on my kids at all like in arts like i'm like okay do you guys want to do any sports do you want to do any arts i'm going to open that up for you're going to be kids. such a good mom can i just <laughs> yeah. say you're going to be a, such a good mom my my friends say i'm a pta mom <laughs> <laughs> i'm already the mom of the group <laughs> 
a yeah i am gonna be a pta mom i like because i want to bake cupcakes i want to do all that come up to the school and be like hi lovies like love, like because i want my kids at the end of the day because eventually they're gonna get to that age where they're gonna be like i hate you mom and stuff but they're gonna get past that age and i want them when they get past that age like where i'm at to be like okay my mom did everything she could for me and like she loves the heck out of me versus my mom only cares about her relationship my mom doesn't love me like I don't feel like I belong like I want my kids to feel loved because I really didn't feel that growing up from my own mother and my dad wasn't really in the picture because he's been in jail my like my whole life so it's just like I want my kids to be loved and that like also counts for my significant other like I want our values to align like I don't care about politics values as long as you're not a supporter um because the only reason I say that is like I don't have a problem with his views and everything because there are certain views that like do help with economic issues it's the racism and homophobia I have a problem with and and sexism I don't want my kids to grow up like that. I want my kids to love everyone and accept everyone for who they are. Like their mom's gay. <laughs> like yeah. so it's just I want I want that for them. And even if I like end up in a heterosexual relationship, like I want the person that I'm with not to be sexist, homophobic. I want an ally. Like I want an ally. Like or a bisexual man because they're cute uh, but please, please come forward bisexual, bisexual men my instagram forward. is just immaculate <laughs> i want you <laughs> but yeah like and i love bisexual men because they're like confident in their sexuality but that's another topic so <laughs> so yeah it's i want my kids to feel loved i want them to be happy like not just for me like i want them to have a father that's there i want them to have that guidance if there's a father like if there's two moms of course like that's different like but they're gonna have that double support system that they need and like i i want to teach my kids like what's right and wrong how to deal with certain situations i'm not going to yell at them every time they do something wrong because at the end of the day they're still learning and growing up i hated the fact that would never like i would try to like do something or learn something it'd be like no you're doing it wrong go away or get out my face or mm. like i don't want my like kids to do that like i'm going to teach my kids how to kick i'm going to like do things with them like they're, they're going to have like chore stuff i was, i already want to do like the sticker the, the sticker thing yeah, for the week so, so like cute. every week because my grandma did this with me and it worked really effectively like because um i have adhd so it was like really hard for me at first to learn in class and i don't know if my kids will have the same like problems with learning and everything so um my teacher she did like you remember the sticker charts mm -hmm. so i'm all about that like yeah. classroom aesthetic so she would like do that and then like my i bring it home to my grandma and so she like put a sticker on the chart at home that i did like this at school like i actually like did my stuff at school and then like at the end of the week i'll have like full stars so if i have like the full five days of stars i go to cold stone oh my god that's like cute. because that's um the cute. thing is when you work you get paid yeah, yeah yeah so that's the reward you get out of work but if you're constantly doing school you're like what's the point of this when i don't get anything versus like kids they will work for something like if there's something they want like say at the end of the month they want to go to the zoo or they want to go like to amusement park and they have the whole month in stars like even if they like were missing like five stars i'm gonna still take them 
because I'm probably going to be that mom. I'm I'm just going to try and avoid my kids being spoiled. <laughs> yeah. But no. Like I'm but I don't play go that. To the zoo. I don't play that because I have rules too. So like it's just I'm I just want my kids to be good people. Like and it takes like I want them to love everyone. I don't care like whether they're gay. I don't care whether they're like anything cuz I'm gay, of course. But like I just want them to feel like they belong in the world because sometimes growing up it's really hard especially because I don't know if that my kid is going to be like they're already going to be mixed because of me but like if my kid is more mixed like they have to deal with like social constructs like if they're white and black mixed um usually with mixed kids it's like you're not black enough for the black people Mm. you're not white enough for the white people and it's just like there's that but I want my kids to feel okay with their culture okay with their personalities and everything and like love no matter what and so like it's just that I I my number one household rule when I grow up is going to be love all this is love everyone I think that's a good place to a good place to end it um you have been honestly like (laughs) the perfect guest you really embody sort of this like community college ethos where you're just like you're you you have so much talent you're bursting with talent and you just want to um share it with everyone and make your community better yeah i just i i know world peace would never happen because at the end of the day you kind of do need a balance of bad and good like i've learned that through a lot of up stuff uh, <laughs> um but like but like it's you and it's part of your story that's and yeah that's me i love i love people i'm a people person and a people pleaser if i can stop somebody from committing suicide if i can stop somebody from doing something that they're gonna regret later i'm gonna do it because i care about other people and myself but i've it was hard at first because i just cared about other people and now i learned to care about myself and learn when sometimes you just have to let it go and sometimes you just can't help something because I'd be trying to fix scenarios and it doesn't work. But I don't know. I'm just trying to do the best I can. Yeah, and you are. And I think that that really comes across. Like you're really, you're trying. And I think that's a rare thing to see someone who really, who really tries to do their best. And I think that's you. Thank you, love you. <laughs> I love you too. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm willing to come on any other time. You know, I like talking to you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Spotlight COD here on COD Roadrunner Radio. Join us next Sunday at 11.30 a.m. for another episode. I'm Mateus Garone. Bye. I can sing opera 100% fine. And that's literally the top belting, but it's like using a different part of your voice. Mm. I don't know if I can explain it right because when you like seeing, you like feel it. Can you demonstrate, or is that too much? Too much to ask. Let me. Move the, let me what's a what's an opera song? Oh, surma di lucica la strada argento la cileonda. I haven't sung. I haven't run. I haven't warmed up. So, oh my god, I was not expecting that.